Welcome to another episode of Living an Alter Life. My name is Mike and I'm your host. And this week I am joined by somebody that I've been following for a while that I just, I, you know, can I, I think I can say this is like one of those legends that I've looked forward to talking to and trying to get on for a while. But Terry Wurzbacher is a ultra runner, ultra walker, and just a kick-ass young woman who is just doing amazing, amazing things. So, Terry, you ready to go for a run? Well, yeah, now that you uh, built me up so much, I got to do that, right? <laughs> That's right. You know, I <laughs> had, had, to, had to convince people how legendary you are, So, because I think you're legendary, because you've done some really amazing things. But let's kind of start with, tell us a little bit about who Terry is, what your background is, and all that. I'm 74, so I've been around for a while. I'm short. I'm 4'11". I was in the Navy. I'm a doctor. And I was in the Navy for 30 years. And then I worked for the Army for an additional 16 or 17 years. I don't even know. And then I retired completely in 2020. (laughs) I, I hated running until I think it was 1994 when I tore my ACL. And after the surgery, six months later, I said, oh, nuts. Softball is coming up. I need to see if I can run from home plate to first base because I was a catcher and I couldn't. So I got really upset with myself and I made myself do it until I could run to the end of the block, which was only three tenths of a mile. And that took a week. But by then I was hooked. And I think you know what that's like. Yes, Uh, I do. Yeah. And (laughs) I got into long distance running. Uh, At that time, it was just marathons for me because I had these horrible shin splints that I'd have to stop and go and stop and go. So any kind of short distances was useless for me. However, the shin splints would suddenly stop either after three or four miles or 45 minutes. It was just totally amazing to me. But at that point, I was going longer distances. So that's how I got into the long distance running. And then after the marathons, I got bored. So I wanted to go further and further. And you haven't stopped. <laughs> well, I, I, I had to switch to, to walking in 2017 when I was really sick and almost died. And, and in 2016, I'd had shingles and this post shingles nerve pain, which made me suicidal for 13 months. Um, so I didn't run for two years. And after that, my joint said, screw you, we're not going to do any more running. And I got interested in walking. And you're right, I haven't really stopped the walking. That is amazing. So 46 years in the military. Thank you for your service. Thank you. All as a doctor? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Now, what type of medicine do you practice or is it just general? Well, I was an ER doctor, emergency medicine, and then I did combat medicine. And I eventually ended up for the last 26 years of my career, both in the Navy and with the Army, doing disability medicine. So the soldiers and sailors that could no longer serve in the military, we determined if that was true, and then we awarded them disability benefits. So I wow. did that for 26 years. Wow. A lot, a lot of service in there. That's that's incredible. Now, what did you do for PFTs? I mean, 46 years in the military, didn't I would imagine you had to do a lot of the personal fitness test, right? Oh, <laughs> well, fortunately in the Navy, I was able to swim. We were able to substitute that for the run. And I loved swimming, so that wasn't a big deal. So I was able to get by with that, and I really didn't have to worry about running and all the rest of the 
physical fitness test was easy. Right. That's amazing. Uh, so you start, how many marathons do you think you've done? Probably not that many. I would say between 50 and 100, but probably not, maybe 60, 70, because I switched to the ultra running pretty early. When when did you switch to ultra running? What year? I did my first marathon in 1994. The New, the New York City Marathon was going to be, but that actually ended up being my uh, fourth marathon that year. So that was my first marathon. And then I think that same year I ended up doing a 50K and then I was hooked and I did a 50 miler and then I did whatever I could after that. That's crazy. So 1994. So you're back in the very beginnings of when there weren't a lot of ultra runners. Exactly. And there were very few women ultra runners at that time, weren't there? That's true, too. I knew Lazarus Lake as Gary Cantrell. Oh, my goodness, because you ran with him. Well, I didn't never ran with him, but your listeners won't know this term, but we used to have bulletin boards. It's kind of um, it's an online thing where people would go it's like forums, I guess, is the current word for it. But we didn't have, um, I guess, in 95, 96, the Internet came out. But they would post stuff, and I downloaded and printed out everything, every word that Gary said and all the other people so that I could learn about that. But uh, he wasn't Lazarus Lake at that point. <laughs> right. That's amazing. Wow. Gary Cantrell. He's, a, yeah. he's another legend. And yeah. so now – from that, I mean, is that how you got hooked into doing his races or? No, I totally forgot about him and I got out of running completely and I gained a ton of weight. I was close to 300 pounds and it. No way. Yeah, and I'm 4'11. So my heart wasn't doing really well. And in 2010, I had weight loss surgery, which saved my life. And Within, I guess, a year and a half, two years, I was able to get back into uh, running at that point. I've never been fast, but I'm persistent. Right. That's awesome. So ultra running back in the 1990s before your weight gain, what type of ultras did you do? And are any of them still around today? I don't think so. And I don't think I did that many, a couple of 50 milers, but they were usually what they called fat ass 50 milers. And yeah, okay. They still have that one. I think my first one was in North Carolina, maybe it was South Carolina. I don't know, but I drove there. It was a great time. And then I think I did a few more, as I said, then I stuck to marathons. This, by the way, nowadays, you know, they have mainly marathons where they do seven marathons, seven days in a row. Right. Back then I did three marathons in two weeks and everybody on the bulletin boards thought that was bogus because you just didn't do that. You know, right. It's, it's really funny to watch how everything has evolved. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. Cause I mean, somebody recently just did the seven marathons on seven continents right. challenge, which yeah. I think that's like insane because yeah, I've, my- I've traveled around the world and that's not fun. So. Yeah. The seven continents people are just amazing. But my good friend, Angela Tortorisi, she's a marathoner, but she's the first woman to have done a thousand marathons, at least. In wow. Yeah. She just did that last year, I think. So. That's incredible. Yeah. So as you started, once 2010, you you lost the weight, had the, had the weight loss surgery, lost the weight. And did you start running right away or? Well, after I lost some weight, I, so I probably lost... 
Uh, well, I think total I've lost about 180 pounds and I stay between 115 and 120. So I would say it was 2011 that I started running again. And I got a personal trainer who's still my good friend and I still train with um, to help with the rest of the weight loss, but mostly for muscle mass and stuff. And I was going to do, I don't, I think it was 2012. I got into the New York City Marathon. I could be wrong, but whatever it was, the year the the major superstorm Sandy okay. canceled, canceled the marathon. So that was going to be my first re-entry into running, but obviously it didn't happen. So I think I did it the next year. And then I, by 2012 is when I started to get hooked. I don't even remember how. There was an email list about Ball State, which is Laz's, Gary's, one of his crazy races and that's the one that I can do and enjoy doing. And so I followed it and I, you know, they would, every day they would send an email about who was doing what and when, and I got, it was like a virus. It got in my system and I couldn't let it go. And I got brave enough. I'm not a very brave person, especially when it comes to something I'm not good at, which is running. So I entered in 2014. So that was my rookie year. And I, drop i didn't drop i had to be pulled at 100 miles because i wasn't making the cutoff times okay i wasn't allowed to finish the next year mar skagerberg who is a legend in ultra running crewed me and i was able to finish it and then after that again I, that was 15 and 16 and 17 i was sick so i couldn't do it 18 i tried to do it what they call screwed which means right. unsupported, but I guess around day six mile, I don't remember what mile it was. I had to have a crew to finish it, but I did finish it. And then in that was 18. And then the same thing happened in 21. I had, I, this guy ended up crewing me again around day six. And then in 22 and 23, I finished it totally screwed. So those are wow. my biggest accomplishments. Yeah. And this year was not easy because uh, you had just a wee bit of rain. <laughs> yeah we had a wee bit of rain but that wasn't really what was a problem that was in in many ways better than the heat that we'd had the year before but i had been injured since november of last year and going through physical therapy first one thing would bother me then another body part and it was just i didn't start training for this race which is in the middle of july until late uh, memorial day Oh my so goodness. I had to hustle and I wasn't really adequately trained. And I ended up having, I met Mike Tyson. Let's put it that way. <laughs> he said, uh, um, everybody has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. Uh -huh. Actually what happened to me on day one, it started and it didn't stop until the end. So I'm really proud of this year's race. Yeah, I was, I was very impressed because I think I was reading kind of following it along on the Facebook and there were a couple times, Terry, where it looked like you might be down and out. Yes. The, yeah, well, the, you just fought back. The first day I thought I was down and out because of my weight loss surgery, I'm prone to this thing called dumping. And when you get too much, especially if it's sugar, um, it just goes through your system and your system kind of crashes. And like a fool, I ate a Sonic milkshake, which I love. Oh, no. <laughs> Normally, I only will drink a bit of it, but it was so hot. It was the first day, and I drank the whole damn thing. And by mile, that was, I think, mile 22. And by mile 24, I was toast. Wow. And if the woman hadn't come by, another runner, 
uh, and help me get to the there's a uh, outfitters where we can rest. And that was at mile 25. So she helped me a mile, mile and a half. Otherwise I was getting ready to call a meat wagon So wow. that started on day one. And my plan got screwed up from there on. And I had to make adjustments all along. Then I fell and I hurt my back twice. It was, it was interesting. Many adventures this year, huh? Yes. Yes. There you go. Oh, a mountain cat, mountain lion. Did you really? Yeah, it was on the first. There's two mountains that we go up, and it was on the first one. They had been talking about sightings on the second mountain, but I'm going up this. It's raining, but the rain is kind of let up a little, and I see this gigantic yellow thing up ahead. And I think he finally heard me, and he was more scared of me than I was of him. And he went shooting up into the rest of the mountain. He disappeared. That's crazy. I know I wasn't hallucinating because it was in the daytime. And right. I, I, it was definitely real, but that was kind of exciting. Now, did you hit the section before or after the road washed out? Well, that wasn't in Ball State. That was. Oh, was that Hots or? No, well, that was Last Circle. I think that was the second one. The okay. Circle, I mean, the last one, the Circle of Hell, where they had the pictures of the, the road being. Okay. Washed. I couldn't remember if that was Ball State or not, but. Well, I did have. We were going up this hill, which was very large and all surrounded by trees and we had this major thunderstorm lightning and i was probably for the first time in my life because i'm a typical new yorker and stubborn i was actually afraid i was going to get washed down the hill because the the ditches on the side of the road they were flowing there's so there was no way to get off of the road out of the ways of the cars and people in tennessee don't give a hoot they just drive right uh, if you're on the road that's your problem type thing um, but I, that only lasted for about an hour. So I was safe and that was okay. Wow. That is crazy. So you have also written a book about some of your adventures. Yes. It's called, it's not about the miles and it, the way it came about is kind of cute too. In 2021, I had posted that I'm doing the race and people started, you know, they always comment and things like that. And this guy I used to work with a long, long time ago, he kept saying, what is this? I don't know what you're talking about. And I didn't have time because I was in the middle of the race. But a friend of mine posted in response to him and said, it's this race and it's a metaphor for life. And as soon as I read what she had written, I knew there was a book there. So as soon as I got home, I started writing it. And what I did was take the experiences. So there's a lot of running stuff and advice for people, uh, people that are at my speed in the back of the pack, obviously not the winners, but it's advice, information about the race. And then I incorporated all my life lessons that I've managed to amass over my career in life and in the military and in medicine so it's it's a long book but you can jump around from section to section and it was a lot of fun i ended yeah. i've written this other book about the 2022 race which ended up talking about adverse childhood experiences and the bodily health effects of stress so that was kind of a surprise to me how that came out oh wow that's I did not know. So that was the one that you wrote in 2022. I wrote about the race of 2021 came out, I think, in 2022. OK, that is not about the miles. This one was about the 
2022 race where I was able to finish Screwed. And it's just a Kindle now. Hopefully the paperback will be available in the next week or two. Cool. I did not realize there was a second one. That's Thank you. that's that's great news. Congratulations. Thank so you. what is the biggest thing that you would say that you have learned through your ultra career? Probably not one, but what are what are some of the things that you have learned in your ultra career? You just have you have to keep going because it's just like life, it's one big roller coaster and you're gonna feel like crap. Um, excuse my French, and then in another couple of hours, you'll feel better. Most importantly, though, is never make a decision, and they talk about this a lot in, in therapy and all, but never make a decision when you're tired. And I'm glad I learned that because there have been several times, especially in 2021, when I just wanted to quit. Just, I, I couldn't go on, I couldn't go on. But I had learned this, and I said, no, I'm almost at the motel. I'm going to sleep for a while. And then I'd get up, and everything would be fine and dandy. So you just can't make those decisions when you're tired. In real life, they talk about you shouldn't make it when you're hungry, angry, lonely, and tired. That's HALT, H-A-L-T. Yep. But it really applies in ultras. The hungry part applies, too. You also have to pay attention to your nutrition and hydration. Everybody knows that, but not everybody does it. I didn't do it until 2022. And then I think ultras, to me, are all about people and you have to embrace the people or it will totally suck. Yeah. So who are some of your favorite people that you've met in in your races? Because you've not just done Vol State, you've done across the years, you've done, I mean, you've done a lot of stout, pretty difficult races and stuff. So who are some of your favorite people that you've met? Well, that's kind of interesting. And if I, <laughs> if I start giving names, I know I'm going to leave people out and I don't want people to be offended. And of course, I'm blanking on most everybody. Right <laughs> but there's this woman, Mari Boyd. She's an Australian, but she lives here in the United States. She's these are all elite people, but they are nice to me. Bob Hearn, who <laughs> amazingly won Ball State at 314 miles in three days and four hours, and he's just mm -hmm. such a gentleman. He after that he came back to see how everybody in the back of the pack was doing instead of just going and crashing and caring about him. Yeah. Joe, um, I met him a long time ago, especially he was racing against the, I think he's Greek, the Kuros. Yes. Yeah. That year at across the year. So that was a lot of fun to write. I mean, to watch. And he's, again, another gentleman. He cares about people. So it's just pretty much everybody that I have met has been caring, friendly. They don't care that I'm old, that I'm a woman, that I can't go very fast. They're just very loving people. Yeah. That's kind of what I think is special about the Elder Running community. Cause I'm also one of those back of the Packers, like I'll never grace a podium, but you know, I don't stop. I don't know how to stop. So my favorite relay team I ever did, we were running from Logan, Utah to Jackson, Wyoming. And oh. uh, the name of the team was too stupid to stop. And I was like, well, this is a perfect team for me. So, yeah, because I just I'm I'm not smart enough to just you know figure out where the stop is. So, but that's yeah, that's part of ultra running, and I love the community. What you've said about the community that's that's the best thing about ultra running is just being around these people and realizing they don't care if you're four foot eleven, a woman, and you're not fast. Yeah. They accept. Yeah, so that's got to be special. So, 
What's next on Terry's schedule? There are two races. One was just this weekend, and then there's a race called the Fools 409 across New York that I was going to do. But since this took me so long to recover, I decided to listen to my body finally, and I pulled out of those races. So I really won't do anything major until across the years, the six-day event in December. Okay. And then I'm hoping to stay injury-free and be able to ramp up the right way to do Vol State again. Okay. I would love to do HOTS, but I can't make the cutoff times and go that long. I mean, I'm just not capable of doing that, but that would be a, a big goal for me. I did try to walk across the United States. I don't know. I, no, I, that's awesome. I haven't heard about this. Uh, that was in 2019, and I only made it 716 miles. Only, yes. <laughs> so boring, but... I would love to try and finish that, but the pandemic kind of messed that up, and now I'm getting too old. Yeah. So I saw that you're signed up for Swami Shuffle 200. Yes, I am, but I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to do that. I would like to, but I'm going to have to check. It may interfere with a, a local race, which is 100 hours, and the advantage of the local races is instead of driving for two and a half or three days i only have to drive for two hours exactly that's always fun isn't it yeah the swami is a is a local race for me so i did it last year and i'm signed up again this year so that'd be great if i do it i'll get to finally actually meet you that would be an absolute blast yeah yeah and swami is a special one so i really believe in you know the cause that they're raising money for i think you know anything that we can do to you know kind of halt this slide of veteran suicide we have to do well, as a veteran, of course, you know that that means a lot to me, too. Yep. Yeah, it's amazing. So are you going to do Vol State next year again? Yes. Awesome. I'll be 75, and I think that that may be the end point, but it may not be. But I want to do it. It's a, a milestone for me. I think that is totally awesome going out and doing Vol State again. What would you say, what would you credit your longevity to? Being German <laughs> certainly isn't a healthy lifestyle because I used to, I, I would have the trifecta if I didn't have epilepsy. I would have been an alcoholic. I smoked. I was overweight. Um, so it's certainly, like I said, not a healthy lifestyle. I think it's just persistence and wanting to keep going. I also have this mantra that I recommend that anybody develop, but I've used this since 1985 and it's everything always works out for me. And if you say it over and over and over again, whether you believe it or not, it eventually becomes ingrained in you. And guess what? You look back on your life and you realize everything does work out for you. For instance, my torn ACL, I thought that sucked. You know, it was the pits. They broke my kneecap when they did the surgery. But if it hadn't been for that, I would have never gotten into running. Yeah. I epilepsy when I was 21. I had always wanted to be a neurosurgeon. That went down the drain, obviously. But I'm glad because the field I ended up in, I think, helped more people than I ever would have as a neurosurgeon. So I, I could go on all day and I won't. But that's the kind of thing you have to do. You have to look back at your life and go, this wasn't so bad after all. I thought it was in the beginning, but it really wasn't. Yeah. So now you've got two different websites that, that you kind of blog on. I don't know if you're still doing the Getting Unstuck website. No, not so much. That was my business and it okay. was metaphysics. So it, it really is just the terrywurzbacher.com and 
mostly it's Facebook that I, I post a daily gratitude. I come up with something and then post it on there. And then I'll post some of my other great ideas at times. I think that's awesome. I, I love reading your blog on terryhorsebrecker.com. I, I just think you've got some great insights. I, I think it was the last one. Was it the August one about the rock? Oh yeah. <laughs> that I I just think people should just go to that and and just read it because everybody has a rock. Yes. And it changes every day. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So it's, what it's, that's, that's I'm glad you brought that up because I think it's important for people. I mean, obviously your listeners are way above me just like you are as far as talent is concerned, but no matter what your station in life and what you feel you're good at or want to be good at, you all have your rock and that's what you should work toward, towards. And one of the other things I've learned, not so much from ultras, but in life is get out of the comparison game. Yes. And we do that a lot in ultras and any kind of running, but you've got to get away from that. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I guess I look at it and I go, you know, I can't compare myself to somebody else because I was created unique. And so where do you start a comparison when you know that you were, you're unique and nobody's quite like you. So well, that's yeah. a healthy attitude. Not all of us are that secure. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's secure. Like I said, my wife thinks I'm insane. So it may be insanity. I'm not quite sure. <laughs> Maybe it's that stupid to stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, that'll probably be ingrained on my tombstone someday. <laughs> but yeah, it's awesome. I'm glad you brought up the gratitude thing because I, I see that on your Facebook page too. What's the biggest thing that Terry is grateful for? This is going to sound funny, but my not so great childhood, because it's taught me a lot of lessons that has allowed me to make it through tough times in the military and in medicine. I mean, when you have to go tell somebody that their loved one just died, that's not an easy thing to do. But some of the stuff I went through as a child kind of helped me through that. And I have a lot of compassion for people. I think that's the most important thing you can have in life. Yeah, I think that's one thing that I saw at Vol State this year was the number of people who wanted to take a selfie with Terry. And mm -hmm. yeah, the number, wasn't it somebody, one of the trail angels found you and got, got your book signed by you, right? Many of them did. But what this one woman did, I think this is what you're referring to. She, I don't know, she's followed me since last year, but she got my book. And then she arranged with Joey Lichter, who wasn't in the race, but he helped facilitate this, for everybody to know that they were supposed to stop at her station uh, on the way to Linden and sign my book. And I had no clue about this. And it's the most beautiful present I've ever been given in my life. And I, I go through that pretty much every day and look at what people wrote. And they actually, even Bob, who was cruising. <laughs> stopped and signed it so i mean that really meant a lot to me yeah i thought that was the neatest thing when i saw that and that had to have been some some cool emotions at that point yeah, yeah especially when she um there were three uh, one woman i had been walking with and then these two other women that we were leapfrogging they were there at the road angel station when she gave me the book and uh, Nancy, the woman I was with, got a really cool picture. I was humbled and totally, I'm rarely at a loss for words, as you can already tell, uh, but <laughs> this really got me. 
Yeah, I, I just thought that was a really special moment. And it really shows just how special you are, Terry. I, I don't even I don't even know if you realize just what an incredible human you are and just how much impact you're having on this world. No, I don't realize that. I don't understand it, but I'm grateful and I thank you for saying that. Yeah, I, I just I admire you a lot and uh, I can't wait to meet you someday. We'll we'll end up at the same race together and, and that that will be an absolute blast. And I will get my book signed by you so, <laughs> because I just I love your story. I love that you're still out there kicking. You refuse to give up and you just get out there and you give it your all. Thank you so much. That really means a lot to me. Uh, I mean, I, like I, I'm always last, uh, but I don't mind that because I see all these people passing me. But when you say something like that, it really touches me and I appreciate it so much. You are so welcome. So take us out of here. What's the biggest thing that you would recommend to people that are young right now and maybe they're getting involved in the ultra running, you know, ultra walking sport. What's the biggest thing that you would recommend to them? Well, it doesn't necessarily have to do with ultra running, but it's if you have a dream and something you want to do, do it now while you're young. I had wanted to walk across the United States for 30 years before I finally told my boss I was quitting, retiring. Um, so that I could do it. I think I was 70 then. And fortunately, they allowed me to do six months leave without pay. But I, I didn't make it very far because I got a stress fracture. And I regret that I didn't do it when I wanted to or didn't plan for it. So if there's something that's really in your heart, you've got to start planning for it and doing it now. You don't, everybody says this, you don't know what tomorrow will bring. But that is so true. And you've got to take advantage of what you have right now. That is so awesome. Thank you so much, Terry. Thanks for listening. Really appreciate you guys. We'll see you next time on Living an Ultra Life.